0: The town was in an uproar. The clown was coming back. No one knew him by any other name except the clown. It was a circus dropout who no one had ever seen without his face paint, his orange yarned wig, his polka dot jumpsuit and his big floppy shoes he had shown up in town one day and as he began to talk he forever changed all of their lives for besides and despite his ridiculous appearance the clown spoke words of wisdom. And when he spoke, everyone listened. Everyone listened. Now that was several years ago. It was shortly after the great flood had just almost completely demolished most of the town folks' homes. That flood that had pushed Disaster relief agencies to their very limits. And as time would have it, begin to separate the citizens of that town into the haves and the have-nots. But then one day, seemingly out of nowhere, the clown had come. He came making suggestions about how to rebuild. He came speaking words to the have-nots to help them see the haves as people in need of an unusual degree of compassion and understanding so that they could break out of their prison. Of selfishness but after he had been with them only a short time he disappeared he disappeared but now he was back as he approached the crowd as they had begun to gather to welcome him and to speak the clown knew in his heart that the time had come that he had to let them know who he was. So he reached into his bag, he pulls out a towel, and he began to wipe away the paint from his face. Suddenly, the person that they knew only as the clown had a new identity. Suddenly, the crowd grew silent. They were whispering anxiously to each other, what is he doing? What is he doing? And when the last bit of makeup came off of his face, everybody was in shock. John? John Jones? John Jones from Elm Street is the clown? How can that be? What's going on? John began to take off his wig, and he stepped up to the microphone, and he told the crowd that had gathered there. It's really very simple, he said. Three years ago, would you have listened to John Jones from Elm Street? Our text this morning comes from 2 Kings, the fifth chapter, verses 1 through 14. And I'm sharing this morning from the message version of Scripture. Naaman was general of the army under the king of Aram. He was important to his master who held him in the highest esteem because it was by him that God had given victory to Aram, a truly great man but afflicted with a grievous skin disease. It so happened that Aram, on one of its raiding expeditions against Israel, captured a young girl who became a maid to Naaman's wife. One day she said to her mistress, Oh, if only my master could meet the prophet of Samaria, he would be healed of his skin disease. Naaman went straight to his master and reported what the girl from Israel had said. Well, then go, said the king of Aram, and I'll send a letter of introduction to the king of Israel. So he went off taking with him about 750 pounds of silver, 150 pounds of gold, and 10 sets of clothing. Naaman delivered the letter to the king of Israel. The letter read, When you get this letter, you'll know I've personally sent my servant servant Naaman to you. Heal him of his skin disease. When the king of Israel read the letter, he was terribly upset. Ripping his robe to pieces, he said, Am I a god with the power to bring death or life? That I get orders to heal this man from his disease? What's going on here? That king's trying to pick a fight, that's what. Elisha, the man of God, heard what had happened, that the king of Israel was so distressed that he had ripped his robe to shreds. He sent word to the king, Why are you so upset, ripping your robe like this? Send him to me, so he'll learn there's a prophet in Israel. So Naaman, with his horses and chariots, arrived in style, stopped at Elisha's door. Elisha sent out a servant to meet him with this message. Go to the River Jordan and immerse yourself seven times. Your skin will be healed and you will be good as new. Naaman lost his temper. He turned on his heel, saying, I thought he would personally come out and meet me. Call on the name of God. Wave his hand over the diseased spot and get rid of the disease. The Damascus rivers, Abana and Parfar, are cleaner by far than any of the rivers in Israel. Why not bathe in them? I'd at least get clean. He stomped off mad as a hornet. But his servants caught up with him and said, Father, if the prophet had asked you to do something hard and heroic, wouldn't you have done it? So why not this simple wash and be clean? So he did it. He went down and immersed himself in the Jordan seven times, following the orders of the holy man. His skin was healed. It was like the skin of a little baby. He was as good as new. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of the word. Let us pray. Father God... Forgive us, too, when we assume to think that we know better than that still, small voice that whispers where to go and what to do. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, sometimes when we think about God working in our lives, and acting, we think of it in big, extraordinary ways, especially the sound of some of our requests. We picture miraculous events in our minds, like the parting of a sea, maybe, or a burning bush that was not consumed. Maybe some of us think about the resurrection, where God did the impossible, and raise jesus from the dead these were amazing and extraordinary happenings that is the way that god works but here in second kings this morning we are presented with a different way of how god can work it's through the story of how God works in the ordinary. While God can and does work in extraordinary ways, we must not forget that God often works through simple, ordinary kinds of things. The scripture talks about Naaman, a Syrian general, who was a great, great man. He was honored and respected for all of his military victories. He was a hero to the people. But there was one small problem with Naaman. He was a leper. And he suffered from a, from a disease that made him... A social outcast. Much like some of the things that we see today, be it AIDS, even as of late, the COVID virus. People avoided Naaman. His future was not a very bright and hopeful future. Truth was, the disease would probably grow worse. He would get sicker and he would eventually die. And it's at this exact point that God begins to act in ordinary ways in Naaman's story. You see, God does work through ordinary people. The Scripture says a young slave girl enters. She had been captured in Israel, and she had been brought back as Naaman's wife's servant. She was a nobody in that time. Actually, servants were less than ordinary people. However, this young slave girl had a word of hope. She had a word of hope. She knew of a prophet in Israel. If only Naaman could see him. She kept dropping hints to Naaman's wife, who, of course, passed them on to her husband. So off Naaman went to find this prophet. It was not a king that gave Naaman a word of hope. It was not a great religious leader. It was just an ordinary slave girl. And it was through her that God worked. Later on, when Naaman had been told to wash in the River Jordan seven times, the scripture says he was angry. He just was not going to do that. And again, it was ordinary servants who went to Naaman and persuaded him to do what the prophet had asked. It wasn't the military leaders, it wasn't his trusted advisors or friends, it was servants. The low life of that day. And God used them to speak to Naaman. Sometimes as we are searching for a word from God, we go to all the wrong places we go to religious leaders or we read famous religious writers we expect God to work through pastors and church leaders but more times than not God works through the very people that are seen as ordinary can you remember a time that God used one of those people in your own life maybe it was a parent maybe it was a child maybe it was the mechanic who worked on your car or your boat Maybe it was the checkout person at the grocery store. Maybe it was even through the prayers of a congregation praying for one of its members. We need to realize over and over and over that God can use and work through anyone at any time. Maybe God will even choose to work through you. If we look back to the story of Naaman, he didn't completely ignore the slave girl or the servants, but he most definitely could have Because of their status in that day and that time. He listened to them. And he saw God. Working through them. Will we be so open to those ordinary people? Will we listen to what the ordinary folk around us say and do? It just might be. God working through them. But God also works through ordinary events. You see, Naaman came to the prophet Elisha's house with a whole lot of pomp and circumstance and importance. There were horses and chariots and wonderful gifts. I don't know, maybe he thought he could buy his healing. From Alicia I don't know but the thing was Alicia never even came out to meet him he sent his servant to tell him what to do and needless to say Naaman was quite upset he had expected this big elaborate Ritual? Maybe a special task to perform to receive this healing? He certainly did not expect to be told to go and wash in a river, especially the River Jordan. He wouldn't do it. He refused. (laughs) He left in a rage, the scripture says mumbling and complaining. Can't you just see him? (laughs) Can't you just see yourself? But the servants challenged Naaman. They asked Naaman, they said, If the prophet had told you to do some great thing, would you have done it? So how much more when he simply tells you to wash and be cleaned. So Naaman did as he was asked, and he was healed. It was not an extraordinary act. It was just a simple one, and God worked through it. Sometimes, as we learn throughout our lifetime, God is not in the earthquakes or the wind or the thunder, but in an ordinary, still, small voice. Remember in 1 Kings 19? Sometimes God chooses to work through the Scriptures. How many times have you been flipping through the Bible and it has landed on just the perfect scripture that you need for a particular time or situation in your life? That happens to me a lot through music. Through music. Perhaps God works through prayers that have been prayed. Or a worship service. We have heard over and over since last week. The beauty of our music. And how God was in our music last week. And we all felt it and we all knew it. And we knew beyond a shadow of a doubt. That was God working through that music. Sometimes it's not from the preachers or the teachers that God will come alive, but in those ordinary, everyday things. So the question for us is, can we be open to those? Because the truth is, God works through our obedience. Here was the heart of the situation. Would rich, powerful, respected Naaman do what Elisha commanded? Would he trust this word from Elisha? Would he simply obey with no questions asked? At first, no, he didn't. But we know from the scriptures that indeed he did humble himself and went and washed in the Jordan and was healed. Through that very act of obedience, Naaman was healed. It had absolutely nothing to do with the waters of the Jordan. But it was Naaman's obedience to the command where he received his healing. So, will God work in our life? I don't think that's the right question. I think the question has to be, will we do what God has commanded us to do? Will we love one another? Will we worship and pray and witness? Will we be peacemakers? Will we turn the other cheek? Will we trust God to work in the ordinary parts of our life? Even if we expect him to work. In extraordinarily big ways. And sometimes God will act in those extraordinary ways. But more times than not, God will act through ordinary means. Ordinary people. Ordinary events. Ordinary obedience. So I encourage you this morning to look for that because God is in the ordinary. Let us pray. Faithful God, forgive us of our prideful ways. Forgive us for not seeing you in the ways that you come to us each and every day. Lord, we were taught a long time ago, if we look, we will find. And that is so true in every aspect of our life. If we look for the bad, we will find the bad. If we look for the good, we will most assuredly find the good. And if we look for you in the small way, we most definitely indeed will find you there at work. Thank you, Father, and hear our prayer. Amen.